Welcome to Real Black Entrepreneurs Born Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about history, right? We are going to talk about some history. We also are going to talk about some current events, right? And in this conversation, we're going to show that the Garifuni people are black aboriginals to the Americas. I, I say it again. In today's conversation, we're going to talk about the Garifuni people. And we're going to show and prove that they are the black aboriginals of the Americas, right? That's going to be today's conversation. And uh, yeah, I kind of spoke on this subject matter. Our last conversation, as a matter of fact, and I see some antennas went up. And of course, like we always do, you know, we have great conversations in the comments, right? And I checked out some comments and I'm still going to go deeper into the subject matter. But this is just something I'm just going to point out some quick things for you real quick. So this way that when we do go deeper into the subject matter, you'll be pretty familiar with what's going on. Because sometimes, you know, we learning as we're moving and black Americans to be totally honest, sometimes we're so consumed with ourselves, we don't pay attention to what's going on around the world, where they're located. I'm talking about people in general, right? Black people, where they're located, what they look like, why they look like they look like. <laughs> like why you look like that? All we pretty much know in black America is Africa, right? And I'm going to show you why everything starts from Africa, motherland, mother Africa. So if you look at the slide that I have in front of you, right, this is a slide held deep. And I mean, real deep by Bible believers. A lot of our school systems is based off this whole concept. The origin of this concept comes from the Bible, right? And in the Bible, the book of Genesis, there's a story. There's a Ham, Shem, and Japheth story. And these three guys are the sons of Noah, right? And um, to put it in proper perspective, this is like the, um, let me, I would say, well, like, I, I would call it the second creation story, right? Because you have one creation story in the Bible. And it talks about a man named Adam and Eve, and it's a snake. A snake can talk every now and then, right? And then they populate the earth, but then the earth is washed out. It's flooded out. And before it's flooded out, it's a man named Noah and his wife and their children. They got into an ark, right? Once they get into this ark, all human life dies. I want you to pay very close attention to that, right? All human life on the face of the planet dies. And then all animal life that lives on top of the planet died as well. So from this biblical perspective, the only living that we are familiar with out of this biblical text is those that was in the ark. And as far as humans is concerned, there's Noah, his sons and their wives. And as far as animals is concerned, right, they're male and female. Now, we just taught there's two of each kind, but the biblical text doesn't say that. 
It says that there was male and female, and for the clean animals, there were seven of each kind. See, that's the part that they leave out. For the clean animals, there were seven of each kind, meaning seven males and seven females. But for the unclean animals, there were just two of each kind, male and female, right? Our so-called schoolmaster, the European, we are underneath his jurisdiction in the wilderness of North America. He's the schoolmaster, right? He sets the curriculum. We don't make the curriculum. He sets it. His curriculum stems from the biblical text. They don't really stray much, meaning that life begin in the Middle East because Noah's Ark landed in Turkey. This is very important because I'm going to show you how this tie in to the Garifuni people in the Americas, right? Black people. But you got to understand the thought pattern first, because when you start showing information, the biggest resistance you're going to get is from Bible believers. And even if someone don't even they don't go to the church house and they're not very religious. That school institution. That came out of Europe. That's in present day America. That schoolmaster, his origin is in Christianity, the so-called white man, the European. So this is his foundation. This is his beginning. And this is how he viewed the world. And he built his educational systems of how he already seen the world. And he's seen the world beginning in Turkey. He's seen the world beginning from Noah's Ark. The entire globe is empty and the only living is in Noah's Ark. Right. So now let me show you another slide. Noah had three sons. Ham, Shem and Japheth. Right. Japheth fathered Europe. Shem which we consider Shemites or Semites fathered Asia and what we call the Middle East today. And Ham, he fathered Africa. What we know is Kemet and Kush and Libya, all that good stuff, the motherland. He is the father of Africa. The reason why this is so important is this. Bible believers believe, right, that the rest of the world was empty. The whole planet is empty, meaning that in order for somebody to be in, in the Americas, they had to migrate there. Because now we fall underneath JFF. This is the European. He's controlling America. He came with the book. He's a Christian. There was a time that Christian meant white. <laughs> if we really want to be honest, there was a time where somebody said there was Christians. That mean, there was an AKA European on the ship. There was a European nation and Christian nation is one and the same. It's like it's the same thing. They rule. They fight under the cross. This is the sign of the cross. Right. But this is going to tie into the Garifuni people. This is also going to tie into the aborigines around the world. Because. The so-called white man who controls the school system in the West that we go to as people of color. It just got to be clear that the world started across the Atlantic. It started in the Middle East and then it branched out from there. Right. 
I just want to make this clear. So now we go to the European Renaissance. We're at the European Renaissance. The European is traveling all around the world. All around the world. And he's doing so with the cross. He's doing so with the Bible, the biblical text. So in his mind, I just kind of, I got to drill this home. The entire globe is empty. There's no places populated but Europe, Africa, and the Middle East moving towards Asia because these people was on the boat. It makes sense to him because these are the children of Noah and they just bear children and they migrated around the globe. Even though in reality, right, the proper perspective in my estimate in reality is to say all life started at the same time. And all land masses was populated at the same time. But that's not going to see a Bible believer is not going to go along with that because it won't fit into the that doesn't tie back into the Noah story. So watch this. While the European is traveling and he's navigating and he's going around the globe, he reaches a landmass, right? He called this landmass Australia. And the people that's there. They're black people. They're aboriginals of this territory. And their story, the aboriginals of Australia, is they've always been there. But you know what the so-called schoolmaster said to them? The so-called white man, he said, no, you wasn't. No, you're not from here. (laughs) You can't be from here because my Bible told me so. My Bible said that you couldn't be here because after Noah's Ark, Life began in Turkey. And in order for you to be here, I don't care what your testimony is. I don't care what your culture is. Right. I don't care what your tradition is. In order for you to be here, you had to migrate to Australia. You couldn't just life didn't start here for you. And I know life didn't start here for you because the Bible told me life didn't start here for you. The Bible told me life started for you in Turkey. And you got to be one of the sons of. Of Noah and I have to place you now And because you're black And I know that Ham Fathered Africa You're a Hamite Meaning you're an African That's what's going on with the so-called White man going around the world But I'm going to I'm showing you a pattern right I'm going to show you a pattern So in your mind We own the ship We're leaving Europe We're Christians We got the Bible We're navigating around the world we go into different land masses and we bumping into people. So we come to Australia first. We say, man, you guys are African. You got here 50,000 years ago. Now, anybody with a half a brain would know that nobody knows what happened 50,000 years ago. There's no recorded information. There's nothing written down. Nobody can prove that. That's just a number that they throw out just to try to make something make sense because they try to figure out how did you get here? But when they asked you, you told them you was already here. But that wasn't good enough because they're Bible believers, right? So, okay. He didn't want to hear that. The European said, now I'm going to keep going on my traveling. I just, this doesn't make sense. And when he left Australia, he got to another place called Murray Island. Right outside of Australia. And know what he seen when he got there? More black people. And you know what he said? You guys are from Africa too. 
Because <laughs> I'm going to show you guys it's a pattern. Like everywhere he goes, when he see people that look like me and you, you're from Africa. He's not. He's placing you underneath him is what he's really doing. Right. And I, I can't even put this on a so-called white man because if you tell black Americans, you show them Australians, their Bible believers too. So the first thing they're going to say when they see the Aboriginal of Australia and then they come to Murray Island and they see black people, they're going to say, man, you must have came from Africa somewhere because they fall underneath the same concept. If you ask them to show you your people in the Bible, show me Africans in the Bible, they're going to show you Ham. So then once they show you Ham, when you go around the world, they say, well, this guy got to be a son of Ham because he's a black person. We're going to make it make sense. So now we're traveling with the so-called white man, right? We went to Australia. We went to Murray Island. Then we're going to go with him on his next stop, right? And on his next stop, He's going to go to the whole block. The whole block is Solomon Islands, right? And these are the Melanesian people. And all of them are black. And you know what he said to all these people? All y'all from Africa. <laughs> it's a pattern. <laughs> now, we just left Murray Island. We just left Australia. Now we're in the Solomon Islands, right? None of these black people, none of them have nowhere in their legacy, nowhere in their tradition that they left a place named Africa and they came over the water and they just resettled in a new place. That's not in their history. In everybody's history, in everybody's legacy, they were always there. Life began there, right there for them in Solomon Islands. Life began there, right there for them in Australia, right there for them in Murray Island. Life was always there for them, but that's not good enough for him. He's not going to take your testimony and write it down and record it and say, okay, this is the legacy of these people. No, he has a bigger and greater understanding than you. He has something more powerful than your word can ever be. He has a Bible. And in that Bible, no, you know, you can't be from here originally. You had to migrate here because you had to get off Noah's Ark and you look in a little dark. So you're Ham. You're the children of Ham. And Ham first went to Africa. So some way you must have figured out how to get out of Africa and get over here to the Solomon Islands. And you may did it 50,000 years ago because that's his favorite line is everybody did something 50,000 years ago. <laughs> so we're going to keep traveling, right? We're going to keep traveling with our European. All right. We're going to keep traveling with him. He leaves Solomon Island. We're back on the boat. We're navigating. We're traveling. We're going across the friendly seas, right? Sailing the ocean blue. And then we go to the other part of the globe, right? And when we get there, we run into this guy. He's in Canada, what we call Canada today. He's in the territory that we call the United States today, from Carolina all the way back to California. He's everywhere. So the so-called white man says he's the American Indian. And he asks the American Indian through a translator, where did you from? Where are you from? 
And the American Indian says, looking at him with the straight black hair, high cheekbones, right? Brown skin. He says, well, me and my people was always here. And the so-called white man said, no, that's not true because I read the Bible and life didn't start in America. Life started in Turkey. Life started with the sons of Ham. So that means in order for you to be here, you must have walked over the Bering Strait. <laughs> 50, listen now, listen now, because everything is 50,000 years ago. You must have walked over the Bering Strait 50,000 years ago. And then you migrated down from Alaska and you walked all the way down through Canada. Then you came to the Americas and that's why you're here. But you are the son of Shem because you look a little Asian and all Asians are the children of Shem. So then the so-called white man being in North America, right? He visited Canada. He visited the territory that we call United States today. He went a little further south, right? He went further south. And there's a territory that he called Mexico. And when he got to Mexico, there was copper colored people everywhere. All over the place. Own culture, own land, own traditions. And they're indigenous to the land. Just like the American Indian, they always been here. And when he went to them, he asked them their history, their tradition. And the Mexicans said, listen, we always been here. We... We don't have no history from nowhere else. And just like everybody else he meets, he said, no, you can't be from here. You had to migrate from somewhere else. You see, I, you guys, you see where I'm going? Everybody had to come from somewhere else. Everybody had to migrate from somewhere else. Not because it's true. He didn't have any scientific research or nothing like that. He had a Bible. And the Bible gave him his worldview. And many of you guys have the same Bible. So like... If I just in casual conversation, I said, well, life started in Chile. Just 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 go down this road with me. Right. Casual conversation. Your brother VJ says, man, you know what? I've been doing my research and I see that life started in Chile. Life started in Bolivia. Right. The first people I'm going to get resistance from is Bible believers. Because. They have a book. I, I, I got to drill this home. I got to drill this home. They have a book that's telling them life started somewhere else. And they can't see life until it kind of fits in that box. If it doesn't fit in that box neatly, they can't do nothing with it. It's not going to make sense. They're going to cast it out and then create their own reality that's going to line up with the Ham, Sham, JFF, and Noah story. So we leave in Mexico. We're still hanging out with this European. He's traveling the seas. He's hanging out. He's meeting new people. So he came from Canada. He went down to the United States. He visited Mexico. And of course, this is a conversation. This is not chronological order, right? This is not. We're just having a conversation. I'm just showing you the thought pattern. Then he gets to Central America. And then he gets to the islands, right? And when he gets there, he runs into some more black people. They're in Belize, they're in Honduras, they're in, on every single one of those islands. They're in South Florida, they're in South Texas, 
and then North Brazil. The name of these people is called the Garifuni people. And when he met them, they had their own language. They had their own culture. They had their own traditions already when he met them. And you know what he said? That's right. You guessed it. You can't be from here. You're from Africa. Because <laughs> you're black. And Ham is the father of all black people. You got to come from Africa. And he built his educational institutions, the so-called white man now. It's based around that theme that all black people came from Africa. It don't have nothing to do with Darwin. I hear some guys, oh, man, it's the, the Darwin this, the Darwin that. No, man, ain't got to do with no Darwin. That man got a Bible, bro. He reading out the book. Black man got the same book now. So now the viewpoint of the world is the same way. You can't get many black Americans to say nothing bad about Israel. Do you know why? Not that they they never been to Israel, right? But if we're talking about love and compassion for a country outside of the one that they're living in. Well, I, let me say it this way. If you ask a black American man or a woman and you give them a globe and you say, point to me the holy land on the planet. Where's the holy land? They won't. They're not going to point to Michigan. They're not going to say Florida is the holy land. They're not going to say Brazil is the holy land or Nigeria or Russia is the holy land. They're going to show you a place, right? In the Middle East, they're going to show you Israel is the holy land. Why is Israel the holy land? Because they have a Bible. That's where the holy land is at in their Bible. And it's so much of a holy land. It's so much of a holy place that... Dig this. They said in the new world, because this earth is going to pass away and they see a new heaven and a new earth coming. And in that new earth, <laughs> Israel is going to be the headquarters for the new earth. <laughs> but maybe that's a different story for a different day, right? I don't want to, you know, because. We're just having a conversation. Different story for a different day. But this is this is true now. I'm not just making nothing up. This is these are all Bible believers. So the Garifuni people, they're from Africa. Right? That's not in their tradition. They literally have their own language, but they're from Africa. So let's take a look at some sources, right? I want to read because I've been talking about these people for a while and I really want to go real, real deep in depth, but right now I just have to just because when you get the resistance, I, I can see the resistance coming. It's going to come from Bible believers because it's not going to fit into their box that people was always here. You had to come from Africa somewhere. That idea just is not about that landmass of Africa. That goes further back to the Noah story. I'm telling you, man, it all ties in. But let's go to a source. We're going to go to the Black Pass. And they had an article about the Garifuni people, May 9th, 2009, present day, right? Internet going on, a lot of information going on. So when we start talking about history, it should be a little bit more kind of like spot on, right? So let's take a look. In 1635, two Spanish ships were wrecked near what is now St. Vincent in West Indies. The ships held West Africans who were to be sold as slaves in the West Indies. 
the West Africans escaped from the Spaniards and hid themselves among the indigenous Amerindian group, the Care people on the island. The Africans eagerly adapted to their new environment in hopes of avoiding slavery and remaining under the protection of the Carib community. Likewise, the Caribs protected their new African neighbors because they resisted European encroachment on their lands. Eventually, the Caribs and West Africans began intermarrying and ultimately created the Garifuni people. Right? When the French defeated the Garifuni, on St. Vincent in 1795 and drove them to nearby Beckway Island, they and other Garifuni left the Lesser Antilles Islands by the thousands and settled on the coast of Honduras. By 1802, they migrated to what is now Belize. Now, we're going to stop there, right? That kind of gives us a snapshot of what's going on, right? 1635, there were two Spanish ships, they crashed, and these Africans made it out the crash, and they intermingled with the native Indians that was already there and created the Garifuni people. Okay, so that's the Black Pass. That's one source. That's okay. It's a bit of history, 2009. Let's go to another source that's a little bit more recent, right? Let's see if we can, these stories match up, right? Let's see something a little bit more recent. So now I'm at the cultural and survival. Recent story about the Garifuni people. And it says, Afro-Indigenous Garifuni youth leader abducted in Honduras along with three others. Man, okay, let's take a look at this story. This story is written in July 29, 2020, right? This year, this summer. And it says that members of the Garifuni community are still awaiting Answers concerning the four Garifuni men abducted from their homes on Sunday, July 19, 2020. Then they got among the missing. So it's showing everybody that was abducted. That's a serious situation, right? Abducted from their own homes. Home invasion. This is that's this summer, right? The cultural survival, though, they went on to give some history about who the Garifuni people is. And it says the Garifuni are the Afro-Indigenous peoples who are the descendants of African survivors of slave ships that were wrecked off the island of St. Vincent in 1675. Hmm. That's interesting. 1675, not 1635, like the Black Pass said, 1675. And were welcomed by the indigenous Kalingo people native to the island. In the late 18th century, the British exiled the Garifuni people from the island and forcibly moved them to the Honduran coast and Belize. Over the years, the group have struggled to defend themselves against violent land grabs and hundreds of land defenders have been killed, threatened, or silenced. Let's stop there. Couple of sources, right? And when we take a look at these couple of sources, there's some differences there. Just in case you didn't catch those differences, I'm going to help point them out. The first difference is, when did the ship crash? One source said 1635. The other source said 1675. So which one is it? Since these people came from Africa, and none of these sources say where in Africa these people came from. None of these sources say what tribe did they belong to when they were in Africa. That never comes up. 
Just West Africa somewhere. West Africa is pretty big. Where's West Africa? Ghana? Nigeria? These people have their own language. So what tribe in Africa has similar language or words, I should say, that can connect them back to the motherland, back to West Africa? See, there is none. See, this is the mind games that they play on our people. One minute the ship crashed in 1635. The next minute the ship crashed 1675. Then in one story, it says the French drove them to Beckway Island. There was a war going on. It's the Garifuni people there. And according to the Black Pass, the French drove them to Beckway Island. Okay, so make this make sense to me. Beckway Island is like 16 miles from like St. Vincent. Like, because so I'm like, wait a minute. Who's swimming? Like, how do you drive me? Away from my home, the St. Vincent, to another island that's 60 miles away. First of all, you got to tell me, how do I know this island exists? Like, how do I know? <laughs> I, I'm not even from here, right? I'm from Africa. But I was able to get to a whole island 16 miles away on water? Man, we some great swimmers, huh? No boat, huh? We just swimmed over. Then also the Black Pass says, Eventually, the Garifuni migrated to Honduras, but they went by themselves. See, the culture survival didn't say that. It said they were forced to the Honduras by the British. I mean, the British put them on a boat and sailed them to Honduras. See, but now we got two different stories because one story said you migrated yourself. See how that works? See, th these are mind games that they're playing, right? So what is this all about? Well... The cultural survival, it kind of showed us another window. It had a piece where it says, see, the Garifuni people have been fighting over land rights. Do you know what that's code for when they say that black indigenous people are fighting over land rights? That means they're trying to put the African label on these people. Because if you're African, see, you're from somewhere else. So you, don't, you don't have no rights to these lands. See, you're a foreigner. You're African. You're not from here. And they get you to buy onto that. And they get you to sign onto that because not because you know history. You just got a Bible, bro. You just got a Bible, sis. And in your mind, life couldn't have started over here in the Americas. The only way me and black aboriginals be different, like the aboriginal community, is that you get guys that come along and try to make our people believe that 98% of our people are Indians and we were already in the territory that we call the United States. But that's not true. Because there's too many Asinto contracts that show that Africans came over the Middle Passage. That's a real thing. That's not fake. You know, we can't take our people suffering just for the sake of we want to be Indian so bad and we just, no, that's not going to work. Not for me. But if we're just following history, we're not making it up on ourselves. Anybody can just clearly see that these Garifuni people was already here. Nobody can make me believe. Just me now. Just me. Once I see a people that operate independently on a land, do you know how hard that is? You can't take a bunch of people from Detroit and just drop us off in Chile. Man, we don't know which one of these herbs we can eat. We don't know which one of these vegetables we can eat. Everything looks like berries to us. We might eat the wrong thing and kill ourselves. We have to have a history there. Not this whole, yeah, we got off a slave ship 
and we mixed in with the, you know, with the Indians that was already there. Uh, okay, let's let's go for that story. Let's go for that story. Okay, because we got some time. We just having a conversation. So, no matter how you slice it or dice it, right? We're just going to go with the story. We got some Afrocentric brothers out here. They listening, all right? So, we're going to go with the story. The slave ship crashed on the islands about 1635 or 1675. And it, it doesn't really matter because we're just going to go along with the story at this point, right? Now, the way y'all showed us in Roots now, because we just, we're going to make it make sense. In Roots, they had decks on them slave ships, right? <laughs> you in the middle deck and you in the lower deck and you are tied up and you are chained up. Because this is how you got over here. Somebody sold you and yeah, that's the only story you got. There's another story that the messenger give. I'm not going to, I'm going to hold that for later. But so far, you was on a slave ship. So for lack of a better, like if I'm trying to describe something, this slave ship is like a floating prison. Is that fair to say? Everybody's chained in, locked in. And this slave ship crashes. So all the so-called white men is at the top. They, they got the guns and everything and they hold everybody. They just automatically die through the crash. And somehow this crash busts open your chains. <laughs> Listen to the story they're trying to tell us now. They bust open your chains and they bust open the ship because you're not locked in anymore. And all of a sudden you can run out and you're running out to the new world, which is now St. Vincent because you're Garifuni. And you're chained all up and somehow you run into the yellow Indians that's there and you mix up with them and you start a new people. Does that make sense to anybody? Because <laughs> you're chained up, right? You, we seen the root side they had, they had They put the net on Kunta And then they chained him up Then they put him on the ship He still was chained on the ship right Then he had him land side by side And then if that ship crashed And they land side by side now How do you get off and start a new life And then how does that work Not one ship They said two ships So all the Garifunis that we see today At best We're thinking to ourselves that okay these ships may have had two, three hundred people, right? Some may have died during the wreck, right? Because, okay. So now the ship crashes and everybody got chains on. So the, the crash was so impactful. All the chains on your feet and on your wrist broke. And then you was able to get out from that lower deck, climb to the top and come out the roof and then go to the mainland and then start a whole new life with a whole new people. Then you got into some beef with the French and they drove you to Beckway Island. Uh, but you're not but you're from Africa. But you just somehow knew Beckway Island was there. You just you just looked out and you just seen the island was in the middle of nowhere and we had you just swim. You and all your people, you swim sixteen miles. Because <laughs> this is what they want us to believe. And then the other source wants us to believe that you just got out of the ship, you intermingled with the Indians, then you got into it with the British, and then the British took you to Honduras. Now, the British took you to Honduras, not the yellow Indian. Because remember, you mixed in with the yellow Indian. So the British came out and did a head count. And he said, I, I just want the dark ones. And he rounded up all the dark ones. And they see, nobody's, we're not stupid enough to believe that kind of stuff no more, man. See, this is what we going. Somebody make it make sense to me. Somebody tell me a whole new ethnicity was birthed because a ship crashed 
And then they showing you pictures of ships and everybody's chained down. Like, well, how does that work? If a prison just crashed or some, and all the COs just died, you already locked up in your cell. I mean, just a rational mind would say, well, shit, you finna die in the cell. You finna, because you can't get out now. You're trapped in a cell. You can't get food. You can't move around. You're stuck. You're gone. After already being on a ship three, four weeks already. Come on, man. We What are we doing? We can't let. Or maybe I should say it this way. The reason why. I can look and say that we're black aboriginals. In Central America, South America, and the islands. Because I'm not held hostage. That life started across the Atlantic. It only kind of fits in my mind. If life started everywhere at the same time. Not none of this migration. That's just me. Not none of this migration stuff. Everything started from some people got off a boat, and then they populated a whole. Like okay, that's okay if you want to. That's what you do. That's okay. Because that's where they meet the most resistance at. But they do things. Most times, there's always a hidden agenda behind it. I leave you with this, right? I leave you with this. You know, sometimes they say that. Life began in Africa. You ever hear that story too? When the so-called white man says that, he don't believe that. That's his, in my estimate, that's his excuse to steal. He doesn't really believe that. This guy holds a Bible. He believes that life started in Turkey off Noah and his three sons. When I say that he uses the all life started in Africa story to steal is if somebody come and tell you that life started in Africa two million years ago and they found some bones, right? And they got these bones and all this, all that. In Detroit, we call that a backhanded compliment. They're talking about you on the sly. What he's really saying is that. Africans was here for 2 million years And look, go look at the continent They didn't build nothing And us Sometimes we don't even know when we're being assaulted Because every black American want to be African All of a sudden we're like yeah yeah man We was the first people here We was the first people here No bro that's not what he's saying bro That's not what he's saying sis What he's saying was The first bones was found in Africa 2 million years ago And look what you guys did Nothing If you've been on this planet for 2 million years and you from Africa and you excited, but you've been on this planet for two million years. This should at the very least be a thousand popping cities in Africa. Where's these popping cities at? At least two million years, bro. Two million years, sis. And all you got is Kemet. <laughs> Man, you should have about 50 Kemets. <laughs> you've been here two million years. Stop regurgitating that. That's a backhanded compliment. Don't be naive to think that somebody can tell you what was going on on this planet two million years ago. Or 50,000 years ago. Or 25,000 years ago. Or 10,000 years ago for that matter. What we do know is this. When we look at those walls in the Mayans. When we look at the Garifuni people. They got their own language, man. They was already here. We can't go for this. Everybody's from Africa story no more, man. 
we had a place in technology and information wise that when a people tell you who they are, whether they from Murray Island or they from the Solomon Islands or they from Australia or they from they get when they tell you that they was already here, they was already here. Let's not put them in our fantasy world because we got Bibles. Let's let people tell their own story, man. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Happy Indigenous Day, man, to the people. I get it with you guys next time. Big VJ, peace.